Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another probably unimpressive episode of Super Cast <laughs> Brothers. I am, of course, one of your two primary hosts, Zantog, otherwise known as Lister. We also have with us the usual fucking craziness. He's down there. Jono, otherwise known as Jonathan. John and Joe and... Really, anything else you can do with the letters J O N. But we also have with a uh, a returning guest, uh, Eric. Otherwise known as a flame zone, not chill zone. Uh, that was a short, brief time in his history. But uh, welcome back. Uh, how did we get you on here again? By the way, was it the money or were you just bored? No, the dog like let me out of his cage in the basement again. You know, so let you out. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of nice to be out, and it's a little bit freeing, you know? Huh. I, I never let... Carbon right now. I don't ever let Ebit out. He's, he's just trapped down there. Yeah. To, to be fair, I mean, all he so asks for fair. is Chrono Trigger and Tim Hortons, and then he's happy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically my apartment, too. <laughs> Random ice caps here and there, you know? John treats me pretty well, so I'm you know, I'm pretty content with my box. All right, not bad. Is, do you have, like, a, an exclamation point on your box, or...? What's that? Sorry. <laughs> you have like an exclamation point painted on your box? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. I think he said it's just for to help me be immersed and like I, like I'm sneaking. But I think he just doesn't want to see me all the time. You know. I mean, to be fair. Yeah, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I don't do you like. I wish I could tell you to turn your camera off, but. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it was nice those first two seasons when we weren't using cameras, but uh, things are different. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do, to, I do have to say though, you, know, you are our first guest to be on an on-topic, a Smashtopia, and a Smasherdash episode. You're the first one. Hey, that's cool. Yeah, are so also <laughs> currently tied for the most amount of guest appearances along with Trevor. Hey, there we go. I'm a recurring guest now. Yeah, you've been on four times, including this episode. So do I get a permanent spot yeah. now? You want to? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not a chance. I see. I see. <laughs> you know what I like about Eric living in my, in my basement is that every so often he comes up and he'll perch himself on my shoulders. And then he'll climb on top of my head, and I put my my uh, hat on, and he helps me cook. Oh, see, I was gonna guess parakeet, and but clearly you're saying he's a rat. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he eats. He likes to tug on my hair, and and then I just move around and cut. There's not much hair to tug. <laughs> there is where it counts. This, this is a quite an intro. <laughs> So, um, welcome to Dish. <laughs> we had a discussion earlier about lines and crossing lines, <laughs> and um, I just want to say, oh, dear God. All right, so <laughs> Smash or Dash is the episode of the day, but as we established in our previous Smash Dash episode, we're adding some things to the new season. We got about a rate their chances characters to go over first. Now, in our previous episode for this, we went over Skull Kid, uh, Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins, Isaac from Golden Sun, Crystal from Star Fox, and Al from Pikmin. Of them, uh, we ranged from Arthur to Alf, with Arthur getting a 10% score and Alf getting an 80% score. 
But we have uh, five new characters to discuss today. What scores will they get? I don't know. This time we've got three people who we're going to be averaging out together instead of just two. So who knows where this will land. Jono, go ahead and kick yeah. things off with the first of our five Rate Their Chances characters. Okay. Our first Rate Their Chances character of this uh, morning, afternoon, evening is Dixie Kong from the Donkey Kong Country franchise. Uh, very, very talked about popular choice for Smash. How are we feeling about her actual chances for Smash 6, proverbial 6? <clears throat> that is the question. Well, what do you think? What do I think? Um, I mean, we, we start with you. Fairly... <laughs> That's true. It always begins with me. Most things in life, most facets of life. Um, I think they're very strong. They are. They're very strong. Um, we got K. Rule. I can only imagine Dixie was high up on that Smash ballot too. Um, I'm pleased that we didn't get her as like an Echo or something. If we had to wait, um, I would have chose K. Rule first too. So here we are. Um, I may abstain from my from my percentage chance until letting you guys talk, but I do think the chance is very high. Okay. Uh, as yep. for me, but first of all, I do want to mention that I know a lot of people when Echoes were revealed, people were just like, oh man, Dixie Kong could have been an Echo of Diddy Kong. And I just, that's when yeah. I was just like, why? No, don't do that. Dixie Kong has plenty of her own material. Echo characters should be ones where they have less material to go off of for their own character. Like, you know, as much as I hate the extra Fire Emblem characters, not that I hate Fire Emblem, but... We didn't need Krom and Lucina mm -hmm. along with Martha and Roy, but it is a lot harder to differentiate the different Fire Emblem Swordsmen from each other, especially with the, all the Falchion users. Holy shit. But um, uh, other choices, like F Fox and Falco, you can easily argue why they, why they would fight similarly. Um, Peach Daisy. Easy. That mode makes a lot of sense. Dixie Kong, has, she would be a disservice. To just make her be a Neko. So I'm very glad that they didn't do that, first of all. Uh, as for adding her as a future Smash character, I want to say that she has side chances, but I also kind of wonder, because we did get King K. Rule, considering that it took three games to get, to, to get Diddy Kong, additional two games to get K. Rule, I kind of wonder if they're going to wait another two games for Dixie Kong. I wish that's not the cho choice. I would love to see her be in the next one. But I do kind of wonder if they'll just be like, you just got a character, DK. You can wait till the next game to get another one. What do you think, Eric? I think it was actually a really valid point that they've, uh, they've trickled out the DK characters pretty slowly. You know, they have a pretty like pretty diverse cast, especially when you consider like DK64 too. Yeah. And like, even Dixie could probably borrow some elements of like Tiny from that game as well, like with uh, shooting bubblegum and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah. like she could definitely, definitely, definitely work. Um, and I, I, I personally think if they were to add another DK, uh, country, or DK series character, it would have to be Cranky or Dixie at this point. And I think that her chances are also very, very strong. Yeah. I, I would say that most likely, if we get another one, it will be Dixie. After that, Cranky. And then beyond that, Funky, probably? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you got Chunky, Tiny, Linky, and Kitty at that point. But 
none of them feel particularly strong. Maybe yeah, you, you could put like their elements onto other characters, maybe yeah, like, or like make yeah. Chunky an Echo of, of DK. That could easily work. Or Funky or something, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's something that I think may be likelier than Dixie at that point is if we're dealing with you know uh, limited resources. Maybe if they want to go another DK character, it's as simple as uh, slapping Funky Kong in and giving him, like, DK's gold final smash or something. Yeah. Yeah, so... Should we, should we, we, like, should we roll off the percentages then for each... for all of us then, or... Like, the, yeah. the, yeah. the chances there? Right? Oh. I, I would give... Okay, go ahead, John, go ahead. Okay, um, yeah, we'll, we'll just go on the, in the circular order for organization's sake. Um... I will say, I feel, sixty just feels a little too low for the for the character and the legacy. I, I'll say seventy percent. I was also uh, leaning around the seventy percent area. Like I want to say she's more like an eighty eighty five, but mm-hmm. with how long it took to get Diddy, how long it took to get Cave Rule, I'm kind of eh, I don't know. Want it, but I don't. I'm not sure. What do you think, Eric? Right. I would I would slap her at the good eighty five. There you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Fair at enough. that point, our average turns out to being seventy five percent chance for Dixie Kong. Nice. We'll see you in Smash. We <laughs> <laughs> will hope anyway. Yeah. Okay. Onwards, eh? Onwards and, well, reboots, I guess. Yep, yep, yep. Which, speaking of... I was of, a fan of this reboot. Yep. It's uh, Laura Croft from Tomb Raider. Uh, which one, I kind of imagine it would be the rebooted Laura Croft at this point. Most uh, likely. Okay, yeah. And, and funnily enough, um, the longest-running Tomb Raider um, iteration was the least lauded one with the with the Tomb Raider anniversary, Laura. It, um, longest so running was... because they just took a while to reboot it again. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, true enough. Um, but no, I, I think this was a reboot done right. Um, it, it's, a, it's a survivalist game through and through, all the same. Just a little bit more down to earth, so whatever. Um, as far as her chances in Smash go, there was a time when, despite her iconicity in gaming, I, I mean, I think that Laura may very, there may very well be a case for her to be the uh, most iconic female gaming character. Um, besides, She's definitely in the running. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> it would seem lofty, but after this smash, I mean, Sora's in the freaking game. Uh, she she has as good a chance as us other characters. It just it just makes me wonder. Um, her spot could be filled by similar characters loosely. Um, you know, characters who fit maybe like a female shooter mold, like uh, Jill Valentine, for instance, who we'll be mm-hmm. talking about a little later. Um, so that kind of skews it a bit. Um, and then there's just the fact that she's under Square Enix's, um, moniker now, after they bought Eidos. And I don't know, um, that she is a character that Square or Enix would want to focus on, because since she's a Western character. So it might have to be a very specific ask on Nintendo's part, as opposed to Square coming up and saying, we recommend Sephiroth. (laughs) So, uh... I don't know. I don't know on this one. I, I again, it's a character I want to say is relatively high, but uh, on the subject of Square 
pushing Lara Croft or not. I mean, we are still getting Tomb Raider games. Granted, I'm not, I don't know exactly when the last one was, but it's not like the franchise is laying dormant currently. By that same token, um, Square Enix, <coughs> unlike, you know, the N64 era, is being, is very friendly with Nintendo right now. They, they have a great relationship. I don't think it, I don't think if Nintendo came calling for Lara, Square would be like, no, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Have Zach Fair instead. I don't, I don't think they'd do that. <laughs> Um, now, if they were, if they were wanting a, if they were just like, hey, we want a Final Fantasy character, and we're not sure which one to take, then Square will be like, oh well, what about Noctis? What about Lightning? But I don't think we'll really have that right. kind of an issue with Laura. I think Laura's bigger mm-hmm. issue is, I feel like you only go for Laura if you're trying to hit that genre that she represents. The uh, I, I don't know what you would really call it. Uh, it's, it's adventure, um, what relic hunting? I I'm not. I haven't played it's 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 Tomb Raider in yeah. Uncharted that that genre of games, but right. between those two, those are really the only <clears throat> notable ones that I'm have any amount of knowledge on. It's an easy choice for Lara. We had a Smash Brothers episode between those two characters uh, last season, and we went Lara Croft easily. Uh, mm-hmm. But as far as her overall larger Smash chances. Uh, if they are wanting something from that genre, if they're wanting a huge uh, female icon, that's the kind of thing they're looking for, and then they pick a character out of that category, easy choice. But beyond that, I don't see her chances necessarily high. I think they could be, but I don't. I, I don't. I don't imagine Nintendo specifically being on the hunt for Lara. Like they might specifically be on the hunt for like Sora. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And That's cool. Well, the really good points there, gentlemen. Um, so I think Laura's kind of interesting because I think that um, she she's almost kind of it's almost kind of she's almost like outlived her prime to be in Smash because like one of her biggest claim to fame is like one, like the most iconic female lead in the game at the time, right? Yeah. And I kind of think her reboot is largely uninteresting as a character now because like female leads aren't that strange anymore in games nowadays. I'm thinking like Alloy, like Two B, like like. Female leads in gaming is not a novel thing anymore. I think that she, her novelty has worn off for the most part. I think her chances are low. Okay. I, I wouldn't know if I would say that her, her novelty has worn off, but the idea of like these big uh, female characters leading a game is definitely a lot more common than it used to be back mm. in her day. Because back, back then it was, what, Laura and Samus? And, yeah, and some like, people like, didn't even think Sims was a girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you also have to you also have to think though too. They haven't even they haven't even introduced like a proper shooter character into Smash yet, right? Yeah, like, that feels really weird to me. Like that's a large part of why I thought Chief had a good shot as the last character pick because <laughs> you have uh, the the modern fa- the father of modern shooter games with Doom Guy being essentially the grandfather. And also, you know, you had you had that infamous tagline that they could have easily gone with finishing the fight. I just felt mm-hmm. perfect there. Sora's yeah. a great choice. I just I had my eye off Master Chief for that particular role. But the fact that we don't have a shooter, which is one of the it's out it's the biggest genre not represented in Smash yet. One of the few genres not represented. That does feel weird to me. Like our our, sho- our shooter characters are Snake and Bayonetta. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if Laura would get in before Master Chief or Doom Guy to represent that too. Uh, I mean, 
she could get in before them, but I don't think they would be getting her to represent shooters. I think it'd be more the adventure exploration that she'd be representing. Yeah. But she's always on box with like jewel pencil and stuff. But yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. They slap her on the pistols, but uh, not so much a shooter character compared to Chief or Doomslayer. Yeah, she'd, she'd be as much of a shooter as Bayonetta is, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair points. No, I, I, I'll, I'll go first. So I think I'd probably would give her like twenty five percent. Okay. Donna, what about you? Yeah. Thirty nine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. I'm going to go... I was actually thinking a little bit higher, but now I'm kind of one of the dip a little bit lower. Uh, I'm going to go 44%. Sure. Why not? Okay. I was thinking 45 initially. I was like, you know what? I'll go a little lower. We'll go 44%. Uh, I, I feel like, you know, her odds aren't terrible, but um, as we said, you got to really be looking to add her, and I don't know that Nintendo would be doing that. But uh, with our three scores to go, that will average her out to a 36% chance of being in the next game. A better chance than Arthur, so... I mean, I agree it's, with it's, that. Yeah. I agree with that. Right. Better I chance agree. than Arthur. I agree. Mm-hmm. He may be yeah. ready for battle, but he's not ready for a brawl. Arthur the Aardvark? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> well, his chances are 99%. So. <laughs> nice. All right, so who's going to be our next uh, right there chances character? Uh, Boo, but a king. Ah. King Boo from Luigi's Mansion and uh, so on and so forth. So, uh, Luigi's Mansion... On, on one hand, it makes sense that it hasn't gotten more than it has, and there's a healthy amount in Smash already for what it is, um, with Luigi's Final Smash and the stage. An amazing but, stage. An amazing stage, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a surprisingly strong-selling franchise. When you look at the numbers from Luigi's Manson, they, they are higher than you than you think, especially for the last game of the Switch. Um, so I, I think I think it I think we may underrate King Boo's chances as a collective Smash community, where it's a instantly recognizable character in a obviously a very popular Mario franchise and a very popular subset of the Mario franchise. We live in a world where King Boo is probably realistically more of a chance for Smash than some of our favorite choices. Barhold, Waluigi, or a major choice like that, um, King Boo may very well be second place to him at this point. Mm. Um, if you if you weigh your chances, Cat, Pauline, Ward, whatever, even going into the subset, Dixie Kong, Cranky, Paper Mario, uh, Gino, King Boo may actually be <laughs> up there. Yeah. So. That, that's kind of where I'm thinking. And I think he's definitely um, more so than EGAT at this point and fucking Gooigi. So, <laughs> I oh, think wait. Yeah, yeah. Gooigi can only use about as it. an echo. Yeah. I, I would not yeah, be shocked if you be... see Gooigi as a uh, alt for Luigi, though, like much like Alf. 
because I don't think it'd be. I think it'd just be like a yeah. one slot, like uh, woolen Yoshi, not woolen <laughs> yarn. Yeah, yeah well, crafted Yoshi. That's what it is. I think it'll be something mm -hmm. like that. If that's the best, I think we can really hope for. Yeah, but, then um, I mean, you know, like they could say, oh, it's not canon, but neither is Dark Samus fighting like Samus. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, mm -hmm. Dark Samus could, but yeah, yeah, weird one of all the echoes. Mm -hmm. That we got in uh, Smash Ultimate. Dark Samus is the one that I feel like the most shouldn't be an Echo of all of them. Agreed. It's the it's Agreed. the most it's like, mm, mm, I mean you can, but mm. Uh, mm -hmm. as as for King Boo though, if you had asked me what King Boo's chances were before Ultimate, I would have had him be in the there's no fucking way category. Why would they put mm -hmm. in a, a it doesn't make any sense. What a boo fighting? What then we got Piranha Plant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, fuck. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, the chances are in. I, I, on the one hand, I hate it. On the other hand, it's better than a regular boo. <laughs> yeah, there, um, there's there's elements of what it can do. Then, yeah. In, in like you mentioned, like Luigi's Mansion has done pretty well. Uh, I think part of that is just mm -hmm. because it's such a different type of game uh, in the Mario world that we don't have. It's like. It's it's not just like oh look new Super Mario Bros, and we and two and we you and all that fucking repeated bullshit. Luigi's Mansion is a completely fresh idea. Granted, there's been three of them at this point, but they still do well. Dark Moon may not have been as good as the other two, but it's still you know people like the series. And King Boo has his own unique qualities to him. He has different things that he can do that. Uh, other fighters really can't. Um, I imagine he might have a down special that's well. It's not technically a counter. It's more like an evasion thing where he'll turn invisible, and things and anything going through him will just like pass through. That'd be something really oh, cool and yeah. unique that um, nobody else can really do. Uh, beyond, that, I don't really yeah. know specifically other things he could do, but um, I, after Piranha Plant, I really feel like his chances shoot up. Would I rate him highly? No. But I do think he has a lot higher chances than I would have imagined pre-Ultimate. Yeah, very good point there. And uh, also, uh, just a quick question. Like, King Boo is prevalent in Luigi's Mansion 3, right? I haven't quite played that yeah. one yet. Uh, all three Luigi's Mansions yes. and Super Mario Sunshine. <clears throat> yeah, so he, has, he does have a lot of history to draw on. And I feel like Smash Bros. always expands the Mario fighters, like, every... I think every time, right? Every yeah. single game has gotten a new Mario character, yeah. except for Brawl. Brawl's the only one I... that didn't. In Brawl, we lost <laughs> Dr. Mario. That's yeah, that's all. weird. But, but for the more, more likely that they would add more, especially like with the with the trend of Piranha Plant, like Rosalina, kind of mm -hmm. like more of uh, just expanding the Mario pool as much as possible. I think he's up there in the list for sure. That, Absolutely. They've actually added two each game except for Brawl. Because the original yeah. had Mario Luigi, then we got Peach Bowser, oh, oh, and Dr. Mario also in Melee. It's at least two. We lose Dr. Mm -hmm. Mario, then we get Rosalina and um, Bowser Jr., Jr., and then we get Daisy and Piranha Plant. So they, mm -hmm. they have really expanded on the Mario Bros. each time. You can, uh, it's, it, Mario and Pokemon are really the only two series that I feel like you can count on them getting a new character each time. game. <laughs> But yeah, true, true. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Boo has a lot of material to draw on too. I think he is actually a good representation of a villain for like Luigi too. Yeah, I think absolutely. He actually, 
is a very, very solid pick for Amari. I think maybe like second or third down the line for sure. I don't if know if I'd they, have him uh, in my top three. Heroes Although, versus villains again. <laughs> What's that, sorry? There's no heroes and villains thing. You, if any character you can categorize them as a hero or villain in some shape or form. There's no fucking theme. No. Stop it. Stop Mimikyu's old... not in this. Mimikyu's not in the game. There was an old <laughs> person leaking, trying to make up bullshit, and it wasn't true. Fuck. Samurai Goro, no. Lister, do you want to give your percentage first? Um, the, the, thing, the additional number I thought of, when I thought of the number, I was like, ooh, that's lower than Laura Croft. Do I feel like that's true? Do, do I think King Boo has a lower chance than Laura Croft? And honestly, I, I do think so. Uh, we don't, we're not strictly like holding true to like, oh man, I said this compared to this other character, but after we just done Laura, it kind of came to mind for me. But I'm going to go with a 40% chance. Mm. Um... Mario is likely to get new character in the next team, absolutely. And I think King Boo has decent odds. But there's also so many Mario characters that are in contention for Mario spots. Wow. Um, Waluigi to Gino to Wart. Birdo. Um, Bur Honestly? Yeah. yeah. Birdo yeah. doesn't have a terrible yeah. chance. Well, I'd put Birdo below King Boo, probably, honestly. But there's also Toad and Captain Toad. There's so many choices. They can even throw Paulina at us now. Cappy mm. has a chance. There's a, there's a lot that they could do for Mario. Plessy? Yeah. I don't know about Plessy. Mm -hmm. I, but yeah, actually I was going to say the exact same percentage as Lister before he said that. So yeah, I was gonna go also going to go with 40%. You know, I'm feeling a little better about it. If, if we, I think Waluigi's the guy from the next game. If he isn't, I'm... They're deaf, yeah. Um, but if that's not the case, and I mean, Sakurai said he, he had to change the part after he realized people actually loved Waluigi, but it was way too late, but all the same, all the same, uh, I think King Boo's second behind Waluigi, it's a gut feeling. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go higher. I'm going to go 62. 62. All right. Well, adding it all together, that <coughs> is going to come out to 47.3%. Wow. That was my grade for when I dropped out of college. That, that was your grade for English class? Yeah. yeah. You never did get any better. Who? Y you. You? No, you. <laughs> King Boo? <laughs> oh, yeah. The... Moving on <laughs> to a character that doesn't sound like the number four. Yep. Uh, balloon fighter. Oh, we we go from a balloon yeah. to a balloon fighter. Huh. Interesting yeah. how that works. Funny, funny how that works. <laughs> funny yeah. how that um, was not planned, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impromptu. That was pretty clever. Thank leave you. it to leave it to uh, Lister. He uh, he gains and he knows things. So um, yeah, balloon fighter. I think that there's fairly decent odds here. Um. It's a character that has allegedly been thought of for Smash before, um, and it's a legacy. It's a legacy character for Nintendo. We all know they like doing the retro thing with Duck Hunt, Rob, Ice Climbers, Little Mac, mm. uh, Mr. Game and Watch, so on and so forth. Arguably, Simon um, Richter. Yeah, I was going to say this game was arguably Castlevania for the retro, which is kind of interesting, and then mm -hmm. kind of sort of Piranha Plant too with some of the specials or whatever. But uh. 
I think we're going to go back to having a traditionally retro first party pick in Smash 6. It's a fairly safe bet. Mm. And of those fairly safe bets, um, Balloon Fighter is up there. I think relatively high on the list of characters that they can do uh, do something for. Um, mm. And we've gotten more out. We've gotten more outlandish than Balloon Fighter already with yeah. Ice Climbers in your game and watch like what and Rob arguably and Duck Hunt operating with the Zap. So it's not that hard to believe. Um, really, his hardest competition are um, characters that fit the same mold. Uh, like Takamaru, um, Bubbles, Lip, characters like that. Excite Bike, yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, Moth Rider as well. Um, but he's uniquely in that in that retro lane, so not a bad choice of retro. And first party retro too, because like Ryu Hayabusa could be like another third party retro too, right? That's true. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, give me that. I forget his name, but the guy from uh, Contra, Bill. There's another yeah. classic yeah, retro Bill choice. Rising. Um, and one other thing that I, that I remember, yeah, 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 true. Um, Balloon Fighter was also a game notoriously coded by Satoru Iwata, so if they wanted to throw him a bone, there you go. Honestly, I kind of thought that was going to happen with Ultimate, uh, mm-hmm. with, with with Iwata's passing. I was kind of thinking, like, wow, is he going? Could we get Balloon Fighter for that legacy? And I, if I remember correctly, I think Balloon Fighter has been talked about before. Early Sekai has uh, mentioned him as a character that they were they considered at one point for the like the kind of rich slot. I might not be remembering this completely. Source Gaming would be the one to check on that kind of shit because they have all that good information. Mm-hmm. But um, you pretty much said everything I was kind of thinking on with Balloon Fighter. Um, he he's a strong retro choice. There are several good retro choices. I would honestly put uh, Mock Rider, Lip, uh, and Takamaru along with Balloon Fighter in the top potential choices for it. But I think what you would have with Balloon Fighter is a character that, like, he's going to be fighting in a very much a unique way. I mean, he's... His game is very Joust-esque. Uh, you have two modes. It's either pop balloons on your opponent's head by flying above them, or evade all the sparkly shit and don't let your own balloons get popped. <laughs> so he, I, I right. kind of feel him as, like, uh, very much potentially an evasion-based character or somebody who's going to be very much the opposite of Little Meg. Kind of kind of like a Jigglypuff, not having they would have like a great air game, which like being able to just like seamlessly fly throughout the goddamn air. But um yeah. with, with with him having with Smash loving doing retro choices, uh the potential of them going, hey, here's an Iwata specific kind of choice. I could easily see that legacy happening. Yeah, agreed. Very, very solid points there. The, the only hang-ups I have with Balloon Fighter is that I personally struggle to envision him with like a viable like ground move set. For example, it might just be kind of awkward, but um, he could be he could be a completely unique take for sure. Like maybe he has like more aerial moves than ground moves, like Lil Mac, I guess, or mm-hmm. opposite Lil Mac. Um, I, I could see his, his ground moves being very weak, like a basic punch, a basic kick. Maybe he can like. Kind of like twist around and swing his balloons or something, but that's like yeah, that's like so many moves. So in Smash, so it's kind of like uh, um, but and I also don't know if he's quite as iconic of a character as like, even like Duck Hunt and Zapper were at their reveal too. I feel like everyone had that game, but uh, what I said NES, of course. So I'm I'm kind of like iffy on the odds, but I think he's a viable retro pick. But I don't even know if he'd be like third on the list for retro. Okay, but. 
I, I think yeah, it's a terminal maybe number one. Yeah, I, I think um, <laughs> Takamaru would be number one if it wasn't for his game being adapted. Because like Sakurai straight up said that if his game, if the character was more well known, he would have been in by now. He he said that, hmm. but um, if that's still something he's thinking about, well, Balloon Fight is an international game. True. So, John, what do you think? Yeah. Go with me first, okay. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good discussion. I'm I'm torn on it. I I do still personally think that he has relatively high chances within that retro kind of cavalcade. Um, I'm just uncertain of his chances versus the remaining characters he had to battle for that spot. That's mm. really a retro rep. Uh for this one, I'm going to just have to go for a straight 50. 50%, wow. Okay, 50. Uh, I'm actually going to go a bit higher than that. Because uh, I feel like the the pool of viable retro choices is shrinking with each game. Because we're just, you know, we're it's a, it's a limited pool as is. There's no new retro characters entering the list of possibilities. kinda <laughs> kind of can't. Uh, as each time one of them gets picked, everybody else's odds raise. But um, taking everything into account with him, I'm actually just going to say 65. Holy cow. I'm like on the complete opposite spectrum here, I think. I don't know if you guys will like my percentage, but I was going to pick 15%. Wow, that is quite the difference. (laughs) Damn. I mean, that's why we like having multiple voice zones kind of thing, because you never know. Because I I think that if they would go with Max one more retro character, and I don't think it would be Balloon Fighter, but that's... That's just my gut gut instinct on that one, but See, you, guys, you guys have very you guys have very viable points. They they could always find a way to make it work for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I said sixty five, knowing that it's probably potentially high for him, but there's so many slow few, so few retros, and even though you know you have the Takamaru, maybe Takamaru might be another thirty percent, but then a lip could be that remaining amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But averaging our three together, we actually are bringing it down to 43.3. Sorry, boys. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I think that's fairly fair. No, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good, I think it's a good thing to have some dichotomy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then for our fifth and final Raven Chances character today, it is uh, Andy from Advanced Wars, the little orange star engineer that could. Um... First of all, how cool would the character be? We're getting we're getting the reboot now, and uh, so that I mean that helps us chances. Like regardless of if it's if it's a fifteen percent chance or a ninety percent chance, it helps us chances. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're, they're higher than they were um, because otherwise you're you're it's it's a kind of obscure franchise. For for, for a while, you we would have thought it was dead because we did think it was dead. All their, yeah, intelligence systems threw all their all their beans in the in the fire emblem bag port basically um for a long while there but it's back it is back and it's looking pretty decent um huh it's back and it has one of the best remake titles that any remake has ever had period reboot camp is fucking clever holy shit yeah props to whoever came up with that seriously When's that coming out, actually? <laughs> Good question. I don't know. 
I haven't played Event Sports all the way through. Uh, December. I'm... December 3rd. It's close. Holy cow. I haven't played it all the way through, but like that's for sure I'm going to jump in at that point, too. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and I mean, I think there's a lot of ways you can interpret the moveset. Um, and I think that might be part of why they choose the character. Um, I think the Game Boy Advance era is such a vibrant era of Nintendo's history. And yet it doesn't seem to have that much in terms of representation in Smash. Mm. Uh, you had the jail from the Drill Dozer t- trophy that was this trophy that died. Um, and Isaac, who's just an assist trophy. So, so I think... Uh, on the odds between the, like the Game Boy Advance era characters, it's like this battle between Isaac and Andy, and who would be on top in a theoretical situation where one of them gets it. Oh, I can answer that. Um, a Gen Three Pokemon, Isaac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have that. Yeah, we don't even have a Gen Three Pokemon. That's true. Where is that? So it's just Roy yeah, for the Game yeah. Boy Advance, isn't it? Is it literally just Roy? Uh, yep. I have that information written down somewhere, actually. Um, let me... Where do I... Where is... Because um... I, I've i tracked uh... that kind of crap. Uh, Game Boy you Advance can kind of call Wario. Um... Oh, that's... Wario right? Yeah. Uh, Roy and Lucas. Roy and oh, Lucas, Lucas. Game Boy Advance. Yeah. But Lucas is, like, at the that's tail it. end of the Game Boy Advance lifespan. Because he was uh, April two thousand six in the DS and Pokemon. I don't know. I don't have. Oh, uh, in the DS release in two thousand four. So he and was also, close now, to DS. Now that I'm thinking about why is Takamaru off the table if Roy and Lucas are like in there? Because to Sakurai is gonna Sakurai. Yeah, I guess. Hey. <laughs> Listen, I respect the man, but Sakurai gonna Sakurai. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's like there. Miyamoto gonna Miyamoto. Yeah. That's what that's how we got sticker star. <laughs> oh god. Don't remind me of that. Uh, you know? And Color Suffer. Splash and Origami King. Good times. They did not the same games, but that's a different topic, yeah. Different topic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's hard to say. Um Let's go. Let's go, Lister. What do you think your, your his chances are? So, the hard thing with Andy is, I don't. I don't think he. he the advanced games have like they have their cult following, but outside similar to Golden Sun, but outside of their cult following, I don't think he's a very well known character, or his games are very well known. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the remake coming up, which is going to help, but I think it's very much going to depend on how that game sells. Like, yes, the fact that the remake exists does boost him. But it's really hard to, to gauge how far that's going to boost him up. Mm-hmm. If it sells exceedingly well, then we, we might be seeing Andy. If it does yeah, middling, then I don't think his chances really change. Uh, outside of that, as far as like what he will be doing in Smash, I have a harder time imagining him doing him doing a whole lot. I mean, yeah, we know he has these gigantic wrenches in his art. So people will suggest, oh, he can fight with a giant wrench, or he can toss a wrench, or... He can command a take to fight. And listen, we talked yes. about Lucimine in a previous episode how she could be a summoner fighter. So you could say Andy could be a summoner as well. Just please have like have a generic infantry unit pop up or a tank or a helicopter or whatever, which is an interesting idea. And honestly, in my opinion, the best way to represent him in that game. Mm-hmm. But um, the fact that we haven't got any kind of summoning fighter at all, even though there's so many easy choices, I... 
I have a hard time seeing Smash actually going for something like that. So it's really hard for me to, it's hard for me to be super positive about Andy. Like we, we've talked before about potentially doing an episode of him in the Smash Selfie, and I've just been like, how? Yeah, actually, I actually agree with Lister on a lot of that too. Like, to actually, another another thing with Bluefire, you know, and Andy is that I, I struggle envisioning them actually in game more than the other ones. Um, and uh, yeah, like I think the best way to represent them too would just even be having like kind of sprites pop up for different smashes. But like Lister said, it's never happened before, right? And also, it's what's interesting though. too, it so it's cool. true. What's interesting though too is that Advance Wars is actually like a subset of like Nintendo Wars. Like, it's a big series mm-hmm. and. It, it like it's so unknown to this point despite having multiple entries right i think it's like very very low grossing so i don't know i, I think it's also telling that in brawl the assist trophy for advanced wars wasn't andy it was just generic sprites for infantry tanks mm-hmm. i feel like that that right. hurts him mm-hmm. agreed i'll lay mine out there 10 oh. percent i'm sorry what was that my my guess is ten percent. Ten percent. Okay. Jono, what about you? Yeah, mine's not much higher. Um, again, you're just banking on that sub on that subset. It's like, oh, it's a Game Boy game. Let's do that. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was kind of between fifteen and twenty for me because my original number was fifteen, and then you brought up. The remake, because like, yeah, remake does boost them up. But, is, but I was thinking, 20%? Does it, is, does 20 sound right? And I was like, yeah, 20 sounds too high. Uh, I'm going to go for 17. I'm going to go 17% for me. Okay. And uh, putting that all together, it's a 14% chance. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> our highest... Still higher the, than Arthur. <laughs> yes, our highest for the day is Dixie Kong at 75%, which I think anybody could pretty easily say for here. And our lowest is going to be Andy at 14%. He's not our lowest overall. That's still Arthur. But we'll see what future rates our chances uh, characters bring in later Smash Drafts episodes this season. I'll be curious to see hey, how it all fun. lines out at the end. It'll be really interesting. Yeah, especially when we do a rate their chances of all of the characters that we've done our rate their chances for throughout the entire season, all in the final episode of the uh, old uh, Tournament of Champions. No! <laughs> No, yep. we're not redo. No, <laughs> fuck off. And we're gonna have all, of- and we're gonna have like ten guests on to do it. That would be pretty, pretty <laughs> epic, <laughs> including Chris Pratt. Nice special guest star, Chris Pratt, Please. playing Lister. <laughs> no, <laughs> he can't capture this. Whatever this is, zest. I was going to say Mania. All right, so before we can actually get into the Smash Bros. for today's episode, for we need to talk about the uh, tiebreaker results for our Spyro versus Amaterasu matchup mm-hmm. that we did in the previous Smash Bros. episode. So uh, we've had p- some polls up. You know, people could have put it on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook comments, messaging it just us personally, whatever. But, oh, actually, on Twitter, I believe we have some votes on Twitter as well. Uh, so, yeah. Jono, I believe you have our results. So, tell me, who won in a smash or dash between Spyro uh, the Dragon and Amaterasu the Wolf? I have our results mm-hmm. right here in hand. And after this fateful matchup between two 
quadruped warriors. The winner is Amaterasu. All right, Amaterasu, it is going forwards from this Smash Dash, or last Smash Dash, really, into Tournament of Champions 3. Yes, we are foolish oh, enough buddy. to bring it back once again. But uh, I I don't know about you, but I'm definitely not surprised at all about Amaterasu winning this. We, I, I knew it was going to happen, but I still have to support my buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, as we addressed in the last Master Dash, this was a unique Smasher Dash going forward from our 1v1 me yeah. bro game that we had going on personally between ourselves for like years. Um, and it culminated into that. Um, Gino versus Mars is kind of us bespoken one as well. Um, but this one, it ended closer than I thought it would. We got more votes than I thought I, we would too. Mm -hmm. um, what were the vote totals? I think a total of... I'm trying to do the math in my head, which is going to be unsuccessful. Nearly 40 votes. 40 votes? Really? Yeah, between all the different platforms. We had um, 15 for Spyro and 18 for Amaterasu. 15 plus 18 is not 40. Oh, it's not. It's nearly 40. Uh, it's 33. I wouldn't call that nearly 40. Nearly 35 votes. I'd say over 30. I think we'd get 33 votes. It was, uh, so that was good. It was, it was a valiant fight. We got different optics from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, which was very uh, YouTube, nice. And a couple of people personally. Um, so, I mean, Spyro won on um, Instagram. So, All right, that's my new favorite platform. Up. <laughs> there you go um so we'll definitely be using like just everything moving forward because yeah. that was a pretty cool experiment for the season and it worked out well and uh you know uh good good job to spyro i would have been happy with any any of them in hindsight um they're both i mean these are all um, characters that we wanted gino marks amatrosity exactly. spyro we want all four of these characters mm-hmm mm-hmm um, I'm going to uh, looking forward to Tournament of Champions. We'll see how that mess goes. <laughs> Note to self, get an anti-Okami fan to be our tiebreaker assistant on the Tournament of Champions. Because it's going to be needed. Amy versus Gino part two, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even want to think buddy. about it. All right, but with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump back into the actual episode and see you... Uh, what kind of smash dashes we've got for the Hideki Kamiya special. Enjoy! All four of today's characters are characters and from games that Hideki Kamiya has a, had a hand in. Either as part of Platinum Games, Clover Studios, or just with general Capcom. Because I don't think... Yeah, I'm pretty sure one of them predated Clover. But he worked on them regardless. Yeah. Yeah. So our right. first... We'll, we'll get to them. We'll uh, get the, to that. Yes. The first matchup is going to be a Clover Studios versus Platinum Games choice. It's... I've got to put the versus image up. There it is. Uh, it's going to be Wonder Red or Beautiful Joe. Two oh, red-wearing, cape-bearing, masked... I think they're also both blonde protagonists. It's very... Wonder Red was very much inspired by Beautiful Joe's design, I feel like. I mean, mm -hmm. come on, it's just right there. How, how can mm -hmm. you not see it? 
<laughs> yep. Yep. It's like Beautiful Joe and like maybe like Strider combined. A um, little bit. So, interesting times, right? Um, Wonder Red, otherwise known as Will Wedgwood, Mr. Wedgwood, a teacher <laughs> when he's not working for the uh, the government. What you don't call it? Sentinels Planetary Secret Service for the USA government. Yes. <laughs> okay. He is he yeah Wonder Red is a superhero. He's the he is a uh, the leader of the wonderful 101, um, member of that Secret Service um, interplanetary program, as we said, as as well as all the other members. Um, There's 101. And he yeah, and and so the wonderful 101, they have this uh, power where their suits allow them to transform into gigantic weapons for Wonder Red to use in battle. And his primary his primary weapon that he forms all of the other wonderful one one into is a giant fist. Then you hit them with a giant fist, uh, kind of like uh, Patrick did to Squidward when he was a toy in that one episode, toy size rather, with the Wumbo machine from Mermaid Man. So that's that's kind of that. And and he uh, he's a guy that that forms a giant fist out of people and he attacks you with it, and it, it's a good time. Uh, interesting, interesting title. Yeah, beautiful Joe. On the other, on the other hand, he's uh, less accomplished than wonderful one one I'd say in real life. He's just kind of a slob who watches movies all day and uh, eats pizza and says "Henshin a go go baby" because he is a dirty, dirty otaku. But um, all, all the same. <laughs> He he also becomes a superhero, and uh, and and the basis it's it's kind of similar to Comic Zone from from the Sega Genesis era, where um, you know, but instead of being transported into a world based on comics, it's a world based on movies. So beautiful Joe's girlfriend is kidnapped in a, during a movie theater uh, escapade by the villain in the movie, and he chases after her um, along with like the hero of the movie, and he becomes beautiful Joe of the movie world. And uh, Beautiful Joe is like a weird, small Power Ranger man who can use the crest to the V-shape on his head as a boomerang-like weapon and has a bunch of different fiery combo moves. And it's a fun beat-em-up. It's, it's an award-winning beat-em-up from the King Cabrera um, that wasn't that well-known despite being a major cult classic. Uh, probably better known than Andy, though. <laughs> I mean, it got so, uh, two games, and he appeared in both yep. Tatsunoko vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 3. So, yeah. at the very least, Capcom has... liked promoting him for a while. Yeah. And he, and he does like to say, mmm, yummy, as one of his taglines. Oh, God. Oh, cheeseburger. <laughs> right. Wonder, Wonder Red doesn't have any quotes on his wiki, so that kind of actually... Guts him a little bit, doesn't it? I don't yeah. think it does. <laughs> and then here comes the giant fist. Is what is his? Uh... There you go. <laughs> I mean, clearly that's his standard special. Like, come on. Yeah, and then some crazy version of it as a final smash. Or oh, there's a lot of crazy stuff from from one for one one that you can do for a final smash as well. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm not overly familiar with either, either title. I played the demo for Wonderful 101, and then I played the Capcom fighters that Joe is in. 
So I'm not super caught up on either one. I know, you know, Red has various different things that he can form. There's the fist, there's a sword, a gun, hammer, whip, claw, uh, a bomb, more stuff. I yeah. But those are the main ones. Uh, Beautiful Joe, he can slow down time, kind of around him, kind of like Bayonetta's Witch Time. He can speed up his own time for mock speed. He has a zoom thing that also, that I believe makes him fast, but also changes his attacks into different combos. And he's very much a combo-heavy character. You mentioned that he has uh, his little V on his head, on his head they can use a boomerang, but he also uh, has bombs that he can kick around as well. So each of them have their own right. various different tools uh, hmm. that sets them apart from each other at the very least. Just their appearances are very similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, yeah, yeah, and and Wonder Red. I'm, that's that's kind of the interesting thing with Wonder Red, and why I kind of went hard for him in the Wii U era. It was also easier too in the Wii U era because the, the Wii U was kind of the Wii U. It was a new thing <laughs> there at the time. Was no, right, it was the new thing at the time. There wasn't a whole lot to go around, regardless. But that's true, and I imagine this is how a wonderful one on one character would work. I mean, we're talking about Wonder Red, and he would be the main character, so it's still the focus. Um, but I, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got Wonder Blue, Wonder Pink, Wonder Green as alternates of Wonder Red, basically functioning because you're throwing in their moves like Wonder Blue's giant gun, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't um, I don't think we can draw specials because like because right? you, you like compare Wonder Red's frame to Wonder Yellow or Wonder Green. It, there's a bit of a two different sizes um, there. But um, he definitely have yeah. colors based off him. Like he'd have a, a yellow alt, blue alt. And it's like, well, yes, it's just yellow and blue. It's also very clearly, all right, it's Wonder Yellow's costume. It's Wonder Blue's costume. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Violet used the legendary whatever for better or for worse with Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. Yeah. I, I, it, would be, it would be less outlandish, I think, for Wonder Red to use some Considering of the he can ones. use those in those games, yeah. I mean, yeah. he doesn't have the yeah. other members with him in the fight, but Smash mm -hmm. handily style all the time. Yeah, and then and then when you consider that, I mean, you you have his his hand and fist, his hammer, sword, Nakanata, bomb, claw, drill, goggles, uh, dash attack like Beautiful Joe apparently, a boomerang like Beautiful Joe apparently, a giant glider, a whip, a weird cyclone, uh, and apparently a tombstone, which I would have to look up. How do you fight with that? Um, so there's, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. And there's also Platinum Robo, the gigantic neck, which funnily, for a final smash, which funnily enough, um, you could say, um, Six Majin can be beautiful chose final smash, <laughs> which is also a giant mech. So this was deliberate, obviously. Um, interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, and Beautiful Joe, as you said, very, very combo heavy character. I think in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, that was pretty much kind of it. Like, you're, you're, like you're fighting. It, it's heavily martial arts-based um, kind of moves. Wackier because it's Beautiful Joe. Yeah. Um, and then he's hitting you, like the groovy uppercut of the Red Hot Kick, where you're having fire effects thrown in. Um, so that's a little bit of something, and then throwing the, the V. Um, so, I've been blabbing a lot, though, so I'll, I'll let you guys talk. Like, Eric, what are you thinking for... <laughs> no, no worries. Nice to, hear, nice to hear your opinion on... It reminds remind me of a lot of stuff that these characters do, actually, because I'm also not super, super familiar with them. I've actually I played Beautiful Joe as like, a kid, um, 
I've yet to play the, both these games fully. Um, and so that's something that stands out to me the most, too, is that they, while they are um, similar looking to each other, uh, I think that Beautiful Joe is a little bit more, like, self-contained. I think, like, uh, Wonder Red is going to be, like, a lot more harder to pull off in-game, too, because from what I understand, he kind of has, like, an army of people with him at all times that form these weapons and stuff. Like, so is it going to be, like, a scaled-down version of that for his moveset, or what do you guys, like, envision Wonder Honestly. Red actually working Honestly, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, mm. Like, I think Wonder Red is a very interesting idea, but I do wonder, um, wonder how that's going to actually look. It's like, okay, so he does Wonder Arm. Is he going to have like a whole bunch of people just like swarm him? They just create an arm, or these people will be like miniature shrunk down, or they're just going to do like a simplified version of things. He's just like he just creates a giant arm that's going to like materializes. If when he does Wonder Hammer, is the hammer just going to appear in his arms? And it's like a normal sized hammer, but it looks like the hammer from the games. Like how how is that gonna look? I I honestly have a hard time really envisioning it as well. Yeah, everything's everything in Wonder One Wonderful One One is scaled to be like city wide yeah. kind of destruction, right? So it's I don't know like is it gonna have like Pikmin Oliver kind of followers around him at all times or like I just I don't it's gonna be the size is an issue for sure. Yeah. What do you think John? I think I think you can um, do it in the, in the sense that you have a couple of characters behind him doing the Pikmin style thing, um, and possibly have one or two characters sharing this uh, character spot where you are able to swap between them to change it up a little bit or whatever. Um, but I, I think it would be fine personally to to just draw on smaller versions of the of the moves. I, I don't think it would be too big of an issue. And then for the Spinal Smash, you have the larger versions. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I think it's a battle of this stuff here. Wonder Reds being the move set, despite flaws, is inherently more interesting. Hmm. Um, Beautiful Joe, on the other hand, wonderful one on one's world looks and feels like plastic. It's a little more sterile, despite like all the craziness going on. Hmm. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. So um, no problem. So uh, so Beautiful Joe. Um, has more flair in the department of he's bringing in a crazy stage. It could be a scrolling movie stage. That would be fun times. Um, he, he's just a wilder character in general to where even though he has kind of this almost classic beat-em-up style about him, um, hmm. what he what else he offers in the content is putting on the table may be more interesting than one for one of the moveset besides. I, I think Beautiful Joe would be as Eric was saying, a lot, a lot simpler to pull off. But at the same time, I don't think that necessarily mm -hmm. means he'd be a bad choice. Like he'd still be interesting looking character, uh, with his um, mm -hmm. abilities to kind of like slow down, speed up time, bombs his his uh, boomerang that flies, and I would say a unique pattern, which is kind of interesting. It wouldn't just be like a throw in a straight line like Link says. It'd be more like throwing mm -hmm. it up kind of a deal, which would be interesting, or have some angling mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. um, with Wonder Red, I do like the idea of him being able to use these powers from these characters because I think that's a really cool concept. And you could just go the easier route and be like, okay, so when he uses the hammer, it just it just Wonder Yellow's hammer just appears and he just uses it. But I feel like you lose some of the inherent uh, properties of Wonderful 101 by simplifying it that way. Um, and while a lot for a lot of characters, I don't have a problem doing that kind of thing. But when you lose a big part of what makes a game a game. It is disappointing. 
Like, I would be okay with it, but I feel like uh, people who are, like, actual fans of Wonderful 101 would rather see... I don't know if, like, the hammer can just be, like, formed in some unique way. Maybe, like, I could show just, like, not strictly a material, but if you zoomed in closely, maybe you could see that it's formed of little tiny people. But, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a cooler idea. But I do just wonder about practicality. But at the whole, at the same time, right, yeah. Smash Dust isn't strictly about practicality. It's more about what we want to see. So... Yeah, yeah. Maybe I want to see uh, Wonder then, Red swing a hammer, uh, go in like a screw attack kind of an up special with it. And yeah, yeah. Um, sure. Sorry, Eric. Oh, no worries. Um, I was going to say, like, yeah, definitely I'm on the same track with Blister there, too. Um, in agreement with a lot of those points. And I just want to ask John, like, would you say in his own game, like, Wonder Red, Wonder Red is strictly the main character, or do you think the other uh, characters are also kind of equally important to that game? Like Wonder Pink and Wonder Green and all that. I would say they're important, but one, but the idea is that Wonder Red is is clearly the primary protagonist. Like they're okay. they're they're characters in the game, but you are playing as Red. Okay. And they just follow his orders. They they help him form things. I guess. Right. At some point, I kind of like to watch the game be played, but. Hmm. Absolutely, it's a it's a cool little game. It's a cool little game, um, like action Pikmin. Speaking hmm. of, we would have had the opposite problem with scaling if we kept Pikmin characters the same size. Exactly. The difference though with Pikmin yeah. is that you're plucking Pikmin and throwing them or commanding them to go forth. You're not sure. using a hundred sure. Pikmin to create a whip. Well, yeah, that's fair. Okay, Omar has cool. Pikmin chain, <laughs> but you're not creating 100 Pikmin to create a bomb or a gun. Because like all, all of our, <laughs> like all of ours, like normal size in his own game, though, right? But yeah. one, 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 they're huge in their own game. Yeah, you know, like um, yeah. Olimar and the Pikmin are scaled correctly to Smash. I more or less, maybe the Pikmin should be a little bit smaller. I guess I'm not entirely sure, but the Wonder characters, they're all on the same scale as each other. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe a Wonder Red, and per your argument, anyway, would be um, more suited towards being an assist trophy where you can get that kind of crazy yeah. height and width without over the top. That would make um, sense. Right. Um, and at the same time, maybe Kamiya would ban Sakurai for, for creating a character that kind of neuters the, the wonderful one ones <laughs> I feel like Kamiya would be very yeah. involved uh, mm -hmm. in whatever of his creations get into Smash. Mm -hmm. I mean, he already owns he would. He would. I, I assume he was with Bayonetta. Yeah. And I definitely will. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, the next Smash game, if Bayonetta comes back, she needs her Bayonetta 3 design. It is so good. True. <laughs> also, I just remembered something I wanted to mention. We talked about the release date for Andy uh, Reboot Camp. And I said it was on December 3rd, and how that's coming up. This episode's releasing December 4th. So. Nice. <laughs> Timing. Did record this on December 2nd? Whoops. Nope. We're a little bit sooner, a little bit earlier than that. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Great. Uh, that's, that's the magic of, of television, is. You, you you don't just sit at, in a room at 
12 o'clock a.m. and then release yeah. the episode that's next day at 3 exactly. a.m. That, God, um, I would, that would stress me out too much. Holy <laughs> shit. Some people think I that's don't, how it goes. But... The, the, soonest, the earliest I like recording is a week before it's supposed to air. And even then, that stresses me out. It's like, nah, man. Uh huh. Yeah, there's been a couple of close calls where we've done it like same day or, or day prior. Uh, yeah. And those were those were not exactly fun. Oh, they're entertaining for the sake of the stress kept us alive. Um, I don't know. At the same time, I, th- I think we have that healthy argument for wonder for against wonder red actually. Um, and we've talked about the, both the characters I think and what they can offer. Um, I think ultimately you have a character who, moveset wise, has a very unique potential. It's a question of how you want to extrapolate that and put that into the new set. Yeah. On the and then the other hand you have a character who is a uh a lot more straightforward amalgamation of kind of these yeah kind of these beat 'em up characters that uh while not necessarily the most unique has a unique flair and that would make him fun. An, an idea I'd like to put forward for beautiful Joe, uh I'm assuming this is in the search screen but I actually don't know, but I know he can do this in Marvelous Capcoms. Uh, when he's when he's on the air, when some of his decks, when he's using them, he kind of just like stays where he is. He's not falling at normal height like you nor- or normal speed like you normally would be. It's like he's just pulling up a combo in air, S- a small slight fall speed, but he's more or less hanging there like Peach is hovering, except mm-hmm. he's actually throwing out a combo. That could be very interesting for his uh, aerial moves, having to do like an actual like uh, multi-hit combo attack that so he's just hanging there. Instead of falling down at the same time. Yeah, I think that's true to his games, actually. Yeah, yeah, that that would be something unique very, for very uh, that other characters shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like absolutely. Um, let's see. Like, yeah, one. Like, I, I also you also talk about like the relevancy of these characters too. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think beautiful Judge point is kind of forgotten. Um, he had like a, a moment of time where he would he did not too bad, right? But at this point, I think wonderful one on one is kind of more prevalent right now especially with like the remaster coming out too right or like recently There's so a that's what? also something hmm? yeah. oh that's right it, it but it wasn't on switch so it was like it was on what playstation or something no it was on switch and ps4 the wonderful 101 remaster yeah i don't remember saying that i guess it went under the radar <laughs> kind of a niche game right but... i mean I'm, I'm not surprised if it went under the radar it's not one of cameo's most right. well-known projects hmm. right right um I would say at the time, Beautiful Joe's height of popularity was higher than Wonderful 101's ever was. Um, at the same time, um, if we're if we're talking about likelihood, which is not necessarily what Smash Dash is, but to entertain it for a second, um, there's also just uh, Beautiful Joe is part of that Capcom cabal, and there are dozens of Capcom characters to consider, um, including other Kamiya projects, including other VR characters. Uh, so that might be his. Whereas Wonderful 101, Nintendo kind of partially invested in the original release. So maybe I would give Wonder Red uh, a boost in that respect. Mm. Uh, but again, Smash Dash is kind of explicitly, what do we want to see? And so uh, that that's going to kind of be an interesting crux here because it was an interesting conversation. Um, and one that, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I think we've kind of exhausted. I, th- I think that we're, we can be ready enough to, to make a vote. Mm. Yeah. And uh, who should make their vote first is the question. Well, does anything, does any of us feel strongly one way or another? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily 
too strongly. I would say that I went into this um, more or less maybe like 70, 30 Wonder Red Beautiful Joe just on the basis of Wonder Red being more interesting to me on the out front with the moveset. Mm -hmm. um, we had that discussion. There was a question of how would we make that moveset happen? Um, and we didn't come out with a clear answer, right? Yeah. Um, that kind but of the simplest way is to just have the weapon appear in his hands, how, like whatever they, whatever their weapons look like when those characters are using them. So Wonder Green's yeah. gun in Wonder Red's hands, Wonder Blue's sword, right? Uh, Wonder White's claws. Yeah, yeah. Um, and with that said, um, it's Smasher Dash. I'm, I'm just going to kind of go off the idea of. We don't necessarily need a clear-cut argument for the moveset. It's true. That's not um, our just, job. Just the idea that... We're yeah, not the programmers. Just the idea that it is... Right. Just the idea that it's more interesting to me. I'm going to vote for Wonder Red. All right. I'm very much on the fence. I feel like I could go either way. I'm not super... How do I put this? Uh, invested in either character. And the arguments haven't really swayed me either way with them. Uh, I feel like either of them could work feasibly. Uh, but which one would I prefer? I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you, Lister, on that one. I haven't, like, I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be heartbroken if either one was picked over the other. Um, I have more personal connection to Beautiful Joe. Like, I played that as a kid, and I think that's, like, it actually is, it deserves, like, its praise as a one, but, like, an outstanding beat-em-up for the GameCube oh. era. Um, I think I would probably would just go with Beautiful Joe. Okay. As a good, self-contained character that would bring interesting new mechanics. All and right. kind of well, the game-up genre. More is a valid argument. Yeah. Anything yeah. can be a valid argument in Smasher Dash. I could say, I like this person's hair, and that's my vote. <laughs> I can do whatever. We can all do whatever we want. Uh, between these guys, yeah. the way I'm kind of looking at this, um, I never played either game. I, I played the demo for one. I played I played a little bit of Beautiful Joe in Marvel's Capcom. Uh, I think they both can bring some unique properties. Uh, if I'm looking at things in terms of what I think could be more interesting for Smash, uh... Beautiful Joe has his has his boomerang. He has some slowdown. He has bombs. He has potentially some interesting stay in the air combos. Uh, the Wonder Wonder Boy create weapons, but how interesting are those going to be? How interesting is a bomb when we already have a character like Link and other characters that can utilize bombs? Uh, it's hard to say either way. I think. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly going back and forth between both of these. Um, this is a good matchup, hey? Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is. Uh, when we, we yeah. were picking for characters for this one, I was like, okay, well, we're not going to talk about Amaras because we just did that one the last Master Dash, and also Amaras would just win. So that wasn't <laughs> fun. But these two, it's like, they looked similar, and I feel like they have a, they'd be fairly evenly matched. I'm honestly, yeah. you know, I think I'm going to go Beautiful Joe, largely for his personality. Uh, Wonder Boy doesn't yeah. have a whole lot personality-wise to him. He's just kind of like default leader in a large-scale city game where they're just creating weapons. But Beautiful Joe 
he has voice. Well, not not that effect. He has voice lines. Like he's talking shit. He's saying things. He has personality in the way that he attacks and moves. I think that oh, would yeah. be that that puts him over the edge for me. It's a very close line, but I feel like that's a big that that pushes him, pushes him above the Wonder Boy. Mm, yep. There we go. All right. That is our first match for the day. Two Hideki Kamiya creations. And we got two more to cover. Both of these were created during Kamiya's time at Capcom. One of them, I do believe, was before Clover Studios existed. Uh, Somebody will tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong. But we have a Resident Evil fan, Jill Valentine. Uh, He didn't strictly... Like, Resident Evil doesn't typically fall under Kamiya's banner... But he did produce the first two games, I believe it was, and you know, Jill's an RE1, so it counts. Uh, yeah. Alongside her, we've got Dante from Devil May Cry. You know, it's a little bit more associated with Cameo than Resident Evil is, but uh, they're both uh, gun toters. They uh, hunt some form of monster, one shooting zombies, the other shooting demons. So, you know, fair's fair. So it goes, so it goes. Um, and Eric, you, you've played both of these games. I'd say you're you're a pretty strong Resident Evil fan and Devil May Cry fan, right? Oh yeah, I would say like this is definitely a very exciting matchup for me. Um, I know both of them pretty intimately. Uh, like love Resident Evil series, love Devil May Cry series. Just finished playing all of them, one one to five, skipping two. But um, just do a quick overview of who they are, I suppose. I I think that um, is also a great matchup because like this could I think these were like probably the two front runners for a next Capcom rep during the Smash Ultimate DLC era. I think either one could have been a viable choice to represent another Capcom uh, rep. Um, and I think uh, I'll start with Jill Valentine. She is uh, the female lead of Resident Evil One and Three, best known for those roles. Um, and Resident Evil being a, survival, a very famous survival horror series. Uh, her, her herself is a. Uh, uh, Stars operative of Raccoon City that was sent out to fight uh, bioterrorism created by the Umbrella Corporation, creating all those zombies and mutants creatures that you find in the first game. And it's kind of like uh, resource management survival shooter, uh, kind of like one of the first ones that did as well as it did during the PS1 era. And then she is like the face of of that alongside Chris. Um, and next up is is Dante, uh, who is uh, the half half demon, half human. Uh, protagonist of all the Del May Cry games for the most part, uh, besides his uh, nephew Nero. Um, he stars using multiple, a variety of weapons, kind of like God of War ish uh, style of combat with different weapon types, beating up demons, racked up huge style points, crazy nice, the crazy awesome music. Um, and yeah, just uh, overall fun games. And uh, he has a lot, of, a lot of tools to his disposal, very action oriented. And across all his games, he probably has like, like, twelve, fifteen weapons he could use. Honestly, nice. Uh, very similar to Bayonetta as well. He has a fuck ton of weapons that she can use. That's it's, true. <laughs> uh, honestly, because I, I recently watched uh, Let's Plays for both Bayonetta one and two, and seeing the sheer amount of weaponry she has in those games, yeah. And then in Smash, it's just like, I can jump in slow time and shoot guns. And whatever her side special yeah. is, because I don't remember it. Some sort of strike attack, or she's dashing forward. Um, oh yeah, things. that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think I don't know that those are the moves I would have picked for. I mean, which time makes sense and guns, I guess. But 
I feel like Baelus could have had some other weapons that she could have represented in some way. But Dante has... Dante is a character that, for me, it's difficult to judge him as a Smash fighter purely because you're paralyzed for choice. It's like, how do you narrow down his massive amount of weaponry? Like, obviously, when it comes to the sword, he's going to be using his main Sparta sword, obviously. Obviously, when it comes to his guns, he's going to be using his main guns, Ebony and Ivory. But then what else? What what, what do you pick from there? His, do you have his guitar in there? Do you have, like, the, the icy whip chain thing that he has? Yeah. The, the all the gauntlets that he uses what well, devil triggers has got to be the final smash we know that but what else how, how do you narrow it down or uh for one of his taunts he eats uh, the pizza honestly <laughs> i think he would have a pizza eating taunt or victory was or at least something mentioning pizza yeah i i think that's yeah. that's a pretty safe bet like, honestly kicks up a chair and kicks a slice hey yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, a, a nice yeah, victory yeah. pose. He's just like sitting, relaxing. He's like, yeah, I won. Yeah. So what? And I, I, I think I if you wanted to go for the simplistic with Dante, I think you would just take the bayonetta route because they got the they got the bayonetta style down really well. But like you guys said, they really skipped on like a lot of weapon yeah. weaponry she had in those games. So Dante, maybe he could get away with just like uh, Lister said, Ebony and Ivory and uh, the Sparta Sword, right? Because Sparta Sword has multiple forms too, but. Uh, mm. Otherwise, Severus, the, the Ice Whip, has multiple uh, incantations, too. And, um, yeah, uh, this is a lot you can do with the character, for sure. As long as you get the style down right and you have, like, the, the stylish meter somewhere, I think you'll be doing fine. But Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot yeah, that you can pull from. A lot, a lot of times <laughs> we've discussed characters are like, they have a bunch of tools, and I'm just like, man, but what am I going to pick for them? It's like, fucking Christ. Some characters have so... Some characters, you have the problem of, like, they have very little to choose from. Spire of the Dragon has very little to pick from as a potential fighter. But uh, Dante, Kratos, they have so much. What do you pick? They have their iconic stuff, but you're not going to have him use the gun and swords for all four the specials and all his normal attacks. you got to have something else in there. Yeah. 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 There's a well to drop from something. Standard special button. You, Dante blows in the air. And then... <laughs> It's levitating your pizza with its breath, and then with a press of the diagonal stick, you can shoot the pizza in one direction or the other. Sometimes I wonder if you get drunk before you start the episodes, <laughs> or if you do some kind of drug. I, yeah, I, I gotta wonder about your mental state some days. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, it wouldn't be that unlikely, would it? That'd be pretty cool. So uh, yeah, Kamiya loves his his kind of American esque crazy, uh, crazy style combo games. Bayonetta, yeah, mm. Bayonetta, Dante, Beautiful Joe, Okami, uh, all fallen. Yeah, Okami, uh, Metal Gear Rising, all falling mm. under that umbrella. Um, Astral Chain. So that's pretty neat. Yeah, 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 and uh, that might be the 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 strongest argument Joe might have against him is that she ha she represents something. That isn't representative Smash yet. Yeah. Um, with uh, with because it's e it's easy. I mean, to be honest, it is easy to talk about a character like Dante, and then even for someone with a pedigree like Jill, a legacy like Jill, uh, from a major franchise like Jill. Uh, oh yeah, Dante! Look at all this shit. It's like oh, <laughs> and, and then there's Jill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, Jill kind of falls under the banner that, that yeah. uh, other characters we discussed fall under. 
including Lara Croft and Nathan Drake. It's like, okay, so they have guns. Guns, strictly speaking, in terms of Smash, aren't very exciting. It's like, okay, there's like a hundred characters that can be like, they have pistols and machine guns. Cool. So it's it's kind of harder to, I feel like, feel excited by potential sets for characters like that. <laughs> but um, you also just have like the Resident Evil legacy comes with Jill. And we're, we're talking about Jill, but technically we could be talking about Jill, Chris, or Leon, any of the three of them would really fit the exact same mold mm-hmm. for Resident Evil. We just picked Jill because uh, Kamiya definitely worked on Resident Evil 1, and she's one of the two leads in the game, and personally, she's more interesting than Chris. Yeah. It's just true. Yeah, I, I think so. For me, I, I think she's my favorite of, of the bunch, like mm. above Leon as well, who is a major fan. Chris at the bottom, for sure. Leon, maybe one or two, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Leon is definitely popular. Uh, he was one, him and Jill were chosen to represent Resident Evil and Dead by Daylight, so there is that to him. Uh, I did a little bit of looking uh, in terms of like kinds of weaponry that Jill usually uses, and it seems like she typically favors combat knives, uh, pistols, and machine guns. But also, she is uh, she in in the R, in RE one. I think RE three as well. The grenade launcher is exclusive to her. She's the only one that uses it. It's exclusive to her missions. So I feel That's like true. if we have her in you really need to have the grenade launcher, either as, like, a, a down special, perhaps, or her final smash. I could also see the uh, right. Nemesis T-type being in her final smash. Like, she's fighting it off, and maybe somehow whoever's caught in the final smash gets involved in that shootout. Don't know yeah. how. Yeah, where she's just shooting, shooting the hell out of Nemesis with the grenade launcher, and that's towards the end of that game. That's yeah. a pretty cool scene. Um, yeah. But... Um, Funnily enough, I mean, we're, we're mentioning grenades, grenade launcher, uh, CQC, knives. <laughs> Sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, Snake and other characters that we've talked about. But also, I mean, Snake doesn't really... You do waiting, huh? Snake doesn't do a whole lot with his kit. I mean, he's mostly just punches and kicks. I feel like if Snake were to be adding mm-hmm. Smash to Ultimate <clears throat> instead of Brawl, he'd fight a little bit differently. But um, I, yeah. I I feel like there is still room for a character like that because Snake doesn't like he has his uh, guided rocket his guided miss rocket launcher missile launcher, whatever whichever it fucking yeah. is, uh, he he can plant a mine, but um, beyond that he doesn't do honestly much with guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Resident Evil has its fair share of weaponry to yeah. choose from in the gun department, and she was playable um, in Marvel's Capcom two and three. A vastly different appearance in the second game. In Marvel's Capcom 2, she's more based off of RE1. And I know she has an attack where she pushes a zombie at somebody. In VC3, she's more based on RE5 in her uh, very acrobatic brainwashed state. And I'm just like, can we... No. No. That's about as stupid as RE5 itself, so... <laughs> but Boulder. Gotta push. Boulder. <laughs> Bunch of older, but yeah, uh, I was also gonna, I was gonna mention that while Resident Evil is like no doubt a legendary series that's still strong today, mm-hmm. the thing, the difference between Jill and Dante is that Dante is like the star of his own game. He's the most interesting part of his own games, like like him as a character and all the things he has going on for him. Meanwhile, Jill is more like the vehicle to her environments in her games. Like her, the enemies in the games, the situations are more interesting than Jill herself to yeah. me. Like, honestly, uh, if I got to pick a Resident Evil rep, I would pick Wesker of any of them. 
Yeah. Or like, or like even like um the like like the monsters in the game that follow you around, right? Yeah. Because like, it's kind of God fucking Nemesis in Smash. Dear <laughs> God. It's almost better than Jill, isn't it? Like. I mean, I can't deny that it would be very representative. It's kind of like when people talk about Monster Hunter. Uh, Rathalos being a boss feels better representative of Monster Hunter than a generic Monster Hunter being playable. I know there's, I know that's sacrilege for some people. In fairness, I haven't played the games, but the Mo- Monster Hunter is more about the monsters from mm-hmm. my outsider perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good. That's a fair. That's a fair point. Um, and, I, and I think as far as moveset potential will go for Jill, Leon, or Crashel, or Claire, or whoever, shut um, up. You would be into leaning into the zombie aspects. Um, throwing a zombie at someone. You'd be like, hey, Jill threw a zombie at someone before hitting him with a grenade launcher and a gun and a knife. It's like, which one stands out? It's the zombie. Um, it's true. Yeah. Talking about Dante, there, there is honestly a whole lot more that stands out. Um, again, Jill, um, it's, it's a product of the environment. Um, you're talking about her, you may as well think about Resident Evil as a whole. And if you're more interested in seeing Resident Evil stage, Resident Evil assist trophies, bosses, assets, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe Jill's your pick, and I could see how the odds from a very, a very eccentric, eclectic, iconic character like Dante, who seems um, immeasurably um, like an unfair matchup against so many other characters, that's where you're going to be able to differentiate. It's like, okay, do you want Devil May Prize World in, or do you want Resident Evil? Then maybe it's a little more. Sure. <laughs> Um, what else? What else? Yeah. So, so uh, who knows? Who knows from that aspect? Because they're both really, really beloved franchises. Who you could say there's an RE5 or an RE6. You can also say that there was a DMC reboot. And we don't talk about that remake, John. <laughs> don't wash your mouth. That was so bad after that one. Gee. No, it's good. Sony talks about it in their take on Smash Brothers, and that's why they haven't made a second one. There's there that game had its variety of issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. god. I still um, think they could bring they could have success if they made another one and just fixed some dumb. Please fix the dumb. Oh my god. Oh god. Insomniac Spider Man in it. DMC five is such I, a good direction. I, I played it enough to beat the campaign as each character. I was like, "All right, that's enough for me. I'm, I'm good." <laughs> I couldn't do it back in the day, at least. It was rough. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, that could be a fun on topic one day. I know we, we've kind of went back and forth with that, like yeah. a sequel for. One day. Um. Okay. I, I mean, I have my, I have my vote. I mean, you guys. Okay, I think. So. Um, Oh, I think so. you, you broke the tie last time, so maybe you should go. It, it sounds, Eric, did you have something else you wanted to throw in there before? It sounds like you were trying to say. Oh, something. yeah. Just before we close off there, I just want to say I definitely think that John has a good point. And if, it's, if I can't think about more like, like, because ideally I'd prefer to have Dante, but then at Resident Evil stage to represent better. Because I think Resident Evil deserves to be represented more, but I don't think just Jill the character is the best way to do that. I think the assets are way more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's actually tough if you think about it that way. Um, but yeah, did, don't, don't, did you choose one or the other? I didn't quite hear you. 
Uh, he hasn't yet. It was going to oh, be up on me first. Uh, so, <clears throat> something else I also wanted to mention as well is like with Ultimate, we started getting third party assist trophies that didn't have a character in Smash. We haven't had anything like a third party stage that's not who's, that doesn't have a character in Smash, but it doesn't mean we can't get it at some point. Uh, Tetris is obviously yeah. a really good choice for that. But also, I mean, from from me, those two games, you get some like a Dante assist trophy, you get like a Nemesis assist trophy. We have Dante as a me costume in Ultimate, so. That's that's there <laughs> imagine, already. Imagine, imagine a Dante assist trophy. Imagine how pissed people would be. Oh, no. I mean, you're not wrong. Honestly, uh, oh, third party assist trophies I feel like should either be smaller characters or characters that like don't have a whole lot of variety to them. Like, I know people want Bomberman, but Bomberman does have less variety to him. Or things like uh, mm-hmm. a character that's like a side character, but not not a side character, but like an important character, but not one that you really imagine out to fire, like again a nemesis. I think nemesis right. would be a really good assist joke yeah. pick for Battle games. Uh, well, I mean we have, I mean like a, a game that doesn't have a fighter, so we have oh, Alucard, okay. but we have Simon Richter already, and Alucard right. was considered. Well, Alucard would be slide. an amazing character. Yeah. He, he would be if if we had another Castlevania character. I feel like it probably would be him. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would not want him instead of Simon. I feel like Simon is still that first Agreed. pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, between these two characters, though, uh, I do feel like either of them could work, or the other two, rather than Evil Protex. Um, but when it comes to which one do I rather have, I mean, I I really don't feel like it's that hard of a choice for me. One character just has is just more interesting on a variety of levels. I, I feel like it's an easy vote for Dante. Yeah, Eric, you want to throw your vote in next? we make my money in next. Okay. Um, I do love both your characters a lot. I do love their games. So I think Resident Evil is kind of deserves to be in there more, but I do think Dante would bring a lot more to the table and like just have interesting specials and moveset potential all around, especially if you use like the ends of his arsenal. Like, uh, and like also like regards to personality wise, if you like, if you like the personality of Beautiful Joe, then like Dante has a lot going for him too. So I think I would go for Dante. Yeah, and uh, there's there's no tie to break here then. So I'll, I'll just throw in my final thoughts. Um, firstly, I, I mean I'm going for Dante. This is one of those conversations where, honestly, the decision is made when you go into it, um, for the reasons you two have already mentioned. Um, otherwise, I mean, yeah, I, I'm liking the idea. Of, I like Resident Evil more as a franchise personally than Devil May Cry, but. Dante's such a personality, such a well-known and beloved character um, that even if you don't know, barely know his games, you know him. And that fits the idea that I always have in my head looking at Smash characters, uh, especially third parties these days, where you want there to be an iconicity. And Dante is more of an icon than Joe. Yeah, this, this, this matchup yeah. is... Yeah. yeah. Sorry? I was, I was gonna quickly say, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, John. I was gonna say, like, imagine, like, instead of Dante and Jill, it was like Kratos and um, Nathan Drake. Right? Yeah, I mean, if if we weren't <laughs> billing this for some specifically as like a Hideki Kamiya special, we probably would have put Dante against Kratos and Jill against, oh, maybe yeah. Frank West. I would guess mm. two two zombie hunters essentially, but uh, yeah. I mean, we we've already discussed if Nathan we... Drake, so he's yeah. kind of out. Kratos, he'll yeah. probably come at some point. I just don't know who yeah. he'll go up against. He would probably beat Dante, though, to be honest, from my perspective. But <laughs> hard, hard to see. I mean, I'm watching Let's Plays yeah. of God of War right now, and I want to watch 
Devil May Cry afterwards. But uh, it's a lot of footage to get through. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I will say, if it was Dante versus Wesker, it would be a lot harder for me to choose. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but Wesker could be a convincing boss versus Trophy, too. That's fair. Um, mm. or, or Mr. X, or Nemesis, or, uh, or Mega Mycete from 7 and 8. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good or choices. I'm going to have to kind of reinterpret how I look at Resident Evil and Smash, because... This conversation brought about ideas that I hadn't thought of before, um, for like Eric's discussion on um, other aspects and in, in from Resident Evil. So that was it. I, I think we can all agree though, that there is one character from Resident Evil that will never be playable in Smash. Yes, Ethan Winters because he doesn't have a face. Exactly, <laughs> he doesn't have a face. He's like, what the fuck, Capcom? It's like. They want the players to imagine that they're the character. No, fuck off with this Avatar bullshit. Fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah. Considering I want I want characters that have personality in their own character, not just like imagine yourself. No, no. Yeah. Fuck that even, shit. Even I'm so sick of it. Onliners. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, so sick uh, of boring, faceless avatars. That have that they're just like eh, we felt like not making a character, so it's easier on us. Yeah, eat paste. I loved how they did that with Violet and Three Houses, and then they turned yeah. it into a story. To be fair, yeah, I, <laughs> Violet they actually were clever with why Violet is so unexpressive. It's like okay, I give you credits for points there, but it's still another avatar. Can we please yeah. the next final game not be Avatar centric? Or you know, if we have one, make it more Mark style. And we have very we have no premise in the story. It's just like tactician. It's like okay, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But don't mm -hmm. don't pull another Robin or Brother. It's like the prophesized hero. Yeah, you're the God King the whole time. Cliche again. You know, adding Chris yeah, into the into the mystery of the emblem remake and taking some of Mark's lines of characterization from that game and giving it to this brand new avatar. It's like, seriously? Hmm. Why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah Mark's own games are, is very uninteresting. It's kind of sad. <laughs> Took him five years to win uh, the Choose Your Legends poll in Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, five fucking before. years. Finally yes. he won. Dear God. That's so the gatekeeper. Merlinus is next. Anyway, no, that was a really good con a discussion, good. though. I like uh, I like where that where that went and kind of rethinking. Yeah, like like John said, I like I like John's points. Thanks. Unless you're close to course, just in regards to that last that last statement in regards to like maybe the character is not the be all end all for representation in Smash. Yeah. I, I like that point a lot. I mean, it, it's a fair argument. So, some games, uh, they are not best represented by whoever their playable characters, especially games that are just faceless avatars. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Monster Hunter, again, being a very good example, there's like, yeah, you play as the hunter. Does anybody care about the hunter? No. Not really. No. I mean, they, they care about the hunter's weapons, they care about the monsters. They, they care about not making really their hunter dress up in the outfit that they want. And using the hunter mm -hmm. to kill monsters, but the hunter has no no character, no agency. There's nothing about them to really get attached to. 
Violet has sure, more like personality you're, you're than gonna, the hunter. Yeah. Right. You're not, you're not going to feel an emotional attachment to the hunter like you do Marv. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, I still think I still think Edelgard could have been like one for one with Violet. <laughs> like she could still like use her weapons too. Like, yeah. It's just, but still had a personality, you know. But. Her, her oh, Dimitri I, or Claude would have so been better. Much. Like if they I wanted so to do much. Violet, she's like I don't. I just don't like that he took their weapons because it really felt like they were just saying, "Yeah, we don't want to include them ever." So he had this and stuff. Like. Yeah. You could have, like, if you wanted to go that kind of route, you could have given them, like, the Lance of Ruin. Or, um, I don't remember the name of it because they're, they're fucking weapon names are crazy. Uh, Annette's Hammer. There you go. That could have been used. Thursis could have been used. Uh, Marianne gets a sword. Why Marianne gets a sword? It's not Joyce. Blood Gang, I think that's what it's called. But it's like, I, I feel like yeah. that would have been better than just be like, the Lord's weapons. We're just gonna steal them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it kind of leads credence. I mean, thinking of Monster Hunter, that of that one rumor a long while ago where they were saying, "Oh, Monster Hunter was gonna be in Smash, but the deal fell through, so they took that moveset and gave it to Violet." Yeah, and the speculation was that we were supposed to get a Resident Evil character, but the deal fell through for that as well, and so they just mm-hmm. like they quickly threw in Violet and gave them their ideas for Monster Hunter. Whether any of that is true or not, I don't fucking know. I be- I would believe that it's true. It, I, it would not shock me, but... At least, make, at least it would make more sense why they did it, though, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are going to get another Capcom character, and it's going to end up being Ganado. It's... <laughs> what? <laughs> Firebrand carrying Ganado. Oh, I thought it was going to be Chibi Tarasu. Definitely, yes. Yeah. There's actually going to be uh, Sleepy the Bear. Wow. <laughs> there's uh, there's going to be uh, it's going to be Windy Old Bag. There you go. I agree. Yeah, that's that's our ace attorney. Do you think it's going to be Eric? Oh God. He's huh. going for Gumshoe. He's going to finally make his reappearance. Injection. <laughs> there you go. That was a fun episode, boys. So it's... Dante won, and uh, so did Beautiful Joe. Dante uh, and Beautiful Joe would be moving on to the Tournament of Champions 3. Yeah, we're doing that again. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, at least the last one went smoother than the first one. Holy shit. <laughs> but next time... On Super Casper's, we're going back to an on topic. We're actually going to be discussing what is next for Sakurai. We don't fucking know, but we'll be speculating on it. Smash is done. But what is he going to do next? He ain't retiring yet, I hope. Could he deserve it? I mean, yes, but I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. <laughs> we we uh, need him we'll to see. make like ice climbers uprising. <laughs> uprising too, even. Yeah, I, ice climbers up climbing. <laughs> Pitch it, market it. <laughs> Takamaru in the mysterious uprising the castle. <laughs> there you go. 
There you go. There you go. NES Remix 3. Wah, wah. Wow, that'd be a <laughs> Meteos 2. Hell yeah. You fought the Meteos in that one weird alien arc in Uprising anyway, so. Not really. No. <laughs> Was the aura. Wow. Okay, well, yeah. on that note, uh, go ahead and end things here. Eric, once again, great to have you on. I'm sure you'll be on again sometime in the future. You sure, will. Considering sure. that you live in Donald's basement, we can MVP. just pull you up whenever we need you. Exactly. I'll, I'll be underneath your floorboards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I would Is love to come back. Moaning I've been hearing at night? I've got my hair next time. I need to oh, no, chop up the dog. Some, some pickles and beets. They just look exactly. like you. But uh, no, it would be fun to come back for the uh, fourth party discussion. I think there's a lot of fourth party options that could really work and could be fun one too. Um, it's always a pleasure to come on with you guys and thanks for having me again. Of course. Cheerio to Azerta and to Assault. Cheers, boys. Unless they're a fourth party, in which case, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs>